You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and we hinted at it, but uh, Nick, there's one weakness on this team, or at least was one weakness on this team. Uh, and, and really coming into the season, it was it was uh, something that I think a lot of people talked about being maybe the weakness of the defense uh, that I think, and, and you're going to talk about it here, but has now turned into the strength of this Broncos defense. What is that weakness? Or now, I guess, strength. Right, right. Uh, it is the linebackers. I mean, coming into the season, we were all thinking, okay, well, the Broncos are, are weak at certain positions and vulnerable, and that middle linebacker position was definitely one of them because, hey, you know, the Broncos are facing Travis Kelsey in Kansas City uh, this upcoming week, and the Broncos haven't done well traditionally covering Travis Kelsey or tight ends for that matter. And knowing as though these tight ends in today's game, they're called tight ends, but let's call them what they really are. They're big wide receivers, and you're looking for your linebackers core, those guys on the second level, to be able to run down that vertical seam with those live with, with those tight ends. But when you look at Singleton, when you look at Josie Drew, they don't look at you, they don't really stand out, rather, as two guys that have that uh, elite speed at the, the linebacker position. They're, they're not Patrick Queen or Roquan Smith. But here's what they develop into. This tandem together, and I think that's the thing. Have you ever seen Mighty Ducks and the Bash Brothers? I love that movie. Okay, that that is what they remind me of because they work in unison with one another, playing off one another. And, and watching them play together, George, against the run has been a, a thing of beauty, uh, the physicality that they both bring to the game. So for me, that was a once a weakness in my mind, but slowly as we go on over the season, it's turned into a strength in my opinion. Yeah, we need that. We need the Broncos to get an interception and do the flying V down the field for a <laughs> for a touchdown. That'd be great. Uh, but I, I think you're right, Nick. I mean, Alex Singleton. I mean, when they brought him in, I think most people thought, you know, maybe he'd compete for a starting spot with Jonas Griffith. But they they also were really high on Jonas Griffith, right? Yeah. Um, and, and Jonas won that spot. Obviously, gets hurt, and and you know, Josie's been hurt this year, so Alex has actually played the most of any of those guys. Uh, and has come in and played really well. And you look at his career, Nick, uh, when he was with the Eagles, he was really good. I mean, he was a really solid linebacker for them. And we're seeing that this year. I, I, th- I thought it was really interesting. Jero Evero, I asked about him, uh, you know, last week, I think it was. And he said, Alex Singleton, look, he's not going to wow you with his athletic ability, but he has some of the best instincts that he's ever coached at that position. And I think that's a really good compliment because you watch Alex Singleton he reads plays well. He doesn't miss tackles. He's really physical. He's not the biggest guy out there, uh, but he rarely misses tackles. 
he's a guy that's flying around. He's covering well. And then you've got Josie Jewell, who I think there's a lot of people that questioned them bringing him back this last year, right? They brought him back, I believe, on a two-year deal. It's kind of a team-friendly thing. Uh, there wasn't It wasn't like he was super expensive, but some people were like, oh, why don't you just draft a linebacker? Josie Jules come back and played, I think, the best football of his career this year. Uh, again, he's been really physical, has some has some limitations athletically at times, uh, right? Like he's not the fastest guy, but he's reading plays really well. He's a smart player. He's the one calling the defense on every single play, and I think that's important to have a guy who's, again, he's familiar with Justin Simmons. He's played with Kareem Jackson. He's played with a lot of these guys, and I think a lot of them are comfortable with him. Uh, and so those two are playing really good football right now, Nick. And like you said, I, you could argue it's it's one of the best uh, strengths of this team right now. Yeah, it, it definitely is because uh, when you look at, you know, why your second level, your defense has to be uh, – they have to play well, and that's because team like to, teams like to run the ball. And, and I get it. The Broncos have had some leaky uh, run defense over the past couple of games. But when you look at the body of work as a whole, those two guys have done – uh, excellent job. And you brought up something when you think about linebackers and if you're not a guy that's really fast or considered to be athletic, you have to be instinctive, right? To know where team wants to run the ball, but more importantly, know what your weaknesses uh, are. And one guy that I, I, that comes to mind, and I'm not saying that, Hey, you know, Singleton or Josie Jewel, um, I mean, they, there are these guys or it, you know, the, you can say that, you know, they're playing like this guy, but, but there are some similarities when, when I think about it. Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas wasn't a big guy, but he just knew exactly where to be. I mean, he was in the right position on, on run plays. He was in the right position on passing plays. And if you know you're not that fast, you have to know, okay, based on personnel groupings and down and distance, where you need to put your body. And, and we've seen both Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton in position for interceptions but uh, they have not been able to haul those in. But that tells me, once again, the tandem itself is working. And they may not have worked well in Vic Fangio's defense, and that's not to say that they didn't play well. But looking at Azura Evero's uh, defense and how he puts them in certain uh, advantageous positions, it is definitely you know working out. Now, that's not to say, George, that I think the Broncos should not go out and draft a linebacker uh, in this uh, upcoming draft in 2023. I'm not saying that because it's all about creating a competitive environment. But I will say that these two guys have definitely impressed me. And I was one of those guys that when I looked at Josie Jill and I was like, you know what? I don't know why the Broncos are signing him back. But if you say, well, if you look at uh, why they brought him back, yeah, I understand now. Well, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do this offseason with those two guys, Nick, because – I believe Josie's deal is one where they have an option where they could technically let him go uh, after the season. And I believe Alex is only on a one-year deal. So you could be looking at a completely different linebacker group next year. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think there's a good chance they, they keep both those guys and, like you said, maybe draft another guy, right, uh, and bring in a young guy to, to kind of maybe sit behind them and learn or maybe replace them eventually. Uh, you know, I don't know what Jonas Griffith's deal looks like off the top of my head, but I wonder if he's back next year obviously uh, has had some injuries this year that, that's kept him off the field. So, but I, again, Nick, I, I like the idea of, you know, that is a weakness, you know, coming into the season, right? And all of a sudden it's turned to a strength. I want to ask you the opposite though, Nick, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. 
is there is there a group offense or defense and, and you can't say quarterback because that's the obvious one but is there a group on this team that you thought man that's a strength of this football team and actually ended up being a weakness for this group well i mean i thought uh the, the offensive line believe it or not as strange as that sounds uh, was going to be a strength because the only position I felt as though they needed to solidify was the right tackle position. And with everything that we heard from Justin Allen and Nathaniel Hackett about Billy Turner, we thought that, okay, once he got healthy, he was going to hold down that right tackle position. And then that group was just going to maul opposing defensive lines. That really didn't happen. The tiny Muti, I thought, because once again, hey, the experience and the cohesiveness that he's had with this offensive line and being as though, yeah, Pat Sherman was the offensive the coordinator uh, last year, but now that, that, that cohesiveness, the guys working together, working out together, I just thought that was going to play a major role in this, this team being able to run the ball, not, not just in pass protection. The pass protection was still a little spotty here and there, but just running the ball. Because when you run the ball, George, hey, you know what you're doing from an offensive line standpoint. All you have to do is fire off and move a guy off his mark. We haven't really seen that this year with the starting unit and with the makeshift unit, it has been downgraded as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that's the right answer, Nick. I, I was just trying to think in my head. One, the defensive side of the ball, I think they've all pretty much lived up to expectations. Um, you know, and like you said, the linebackers ended up, you know, being better than we anticipated. On the offensive side of the ball, you could argue every single position for this, right? In terms of uh, we thought it was going to be strength. I mean, you look at the wide receivers, um, and obviously they haven't lived up to expectations this year. Now, I think we all knew in the back of our head, like, we don't really know what to expect from that group, right? Because yeah. we hadn't seen it yet from them. So I, I would argue that we 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 won't. No one, none of us thought it was going to be a strength of this team. Um, so uh, you know, whatever for that that group. Tight ends. I think we all kind of knew it was like <clears throat> that. Actually, is kind of a weakness in their in their group, and and it, that's proven to be correct. Other than Greg Dulcich, uh, so that doesn't really count. Running back, definitely. I thought that was going to be a strength of this group. Nick, I think you'd make an argument for that. Sucks when when you lose Javante Williams. Uh, that obviously all of a sudden becomes the spot that that's tough to replace. Melvin Gordon is now with the Chiefs. You've got a, a bunch of guys that were on practice squads that are now your running backs, so that's tough. But the offensive line, Nick, I remember saying before the season, and now I probably look like an idiot. <laughs> I said before the season, I was like, this is the strength of the offense. You know, this has been an issue for the Broncos in previous years. They didn't have the offensive line. They didn't even have the depth, right? But when you walked into the season, you said, man, you got Garrett Bowles at left tackle. He's playing the best football of his career these last couple of years. Uh, you've got Dalton Reisner coming back. Lloyd Cushenberry is only going to get better. Quinn Miners is a, is a young guy that's getting better. And then you looked at that right tackle spot. They went out and got Billy Turner, right? A guy that's played a lot in this league. They went out and got Tom Compton, who's played in this system, played on the 49ers. He's one of those guys I mentioned earlier. He was in the NFC Championship game last year. He was starting for the San Francisco 49ers, right? 
You've got some other guys, Calvin Anderson, Cam Fleming, guys that can play some different spots. Natani Mute was another one, another one that I think a lot of people thought could maybe contribute on this team. Now you look out there and it's like, this might be the worst unit on the team. And some of that is right. You know, injuries and, and all that that's played into that. But yeah, I mean, the offensive line, I would argue has been the most disappointing unit on the entire team, Nick. Yeah, it definitely has. And, you know, coming into the season, I didn't anticipate that, but the whole idea, you can't cry over spilled milk, man. When you get an opportunity to play and you're a backup, and this is something that you have been waiting for, it's about maximizing opportunities. Because in this league, sometimes you might only get that one opportunity. So this was an excellent opportunity for Calvin Anderson to really show that uh, he needs to, or coming into next year, he, he needs more starting reps, right? You look at Cam Fleming, the same thing. That That is a position that the Broncos have not fixed since Ryan Clady was here in the Broncos uniform. So it was an excellent opportunity for Cam Fleming to solidify his stronghold on that position and say, hey, I'm going to plant my flag in the sand right now and say I am the right tackle that you guys have been looking for, and now it's time for me to get paid. But that hasn't really happened. And then that's kind of the more shocking of the situation for me, especially knowing how I came into this league where I was an undrafted player. And, man, I was scratching and clawing for every single rep that I can get to be able to show the team, you know what? I need more reps as a starter. You give me more reps as a starter, I'm going to get better. I'm going to develop. Now I'm going to be, I guess, not an expensive guy at the position, but, hey, you can pay me just kind of like the average salary for a veteran, and you get a hell of a player. This is an opportunity that so many of these guys on the Broncos roster are missing out on. When you're playing for, let's just say, a team that's struggling, right? It is an opportunity, but I don't really know how many guys view it as an opportunity or just, you know what, I'm on a team, we're not playing well, I feel sad about the situation, I feel frustrated. No, my approach would be I'm coming in with a smile on my face because guess what? I know I can win a job. I can take a job. And this is the perfect opportunity. But who's going to seize that opportunity themselves? Real quick, Nick, and we, we got to wrap here in a second. You mentioned some of those guys. We talked about Dalton Reisner earlier. How many of these guys on the offensive line would you bring back next year of Cam Fleming, Calvin Anderson, I think Calvin Anderson maybe has one more year on his deal. Either way, Calvin Anderson, uh, Tom Compton, Billy Turner. Of those four guys, how many of those guys are you bringing back next year? I may bring back um, Cam Flemings and uh, Calvin Anderson, and here's why. Because of their versatility. Right now, they have not proven that they are uh, starters. Uh, maybe they can develop into starters. You hope that this time that they're getting right now it's going to be proved to be very valuable, but I would bring those two guys back because they're swing guys. Compton, we don't really know what he is. We know what we were told that he was, but he got injured. We haven't been able to see a large body of work. And let's be totally honest with Billy Turner, man. To me, I think Turner is at a point in his career where he knows that his days are numbered. I'm just going to collect those checks. If I can get out there and play, I will play. But once again, it's all about getting a right tackle that becomes a cornerstone for your offense, and I don't think that's Billy Turner. Yeah, you got to draft someone, and and also, you know, when you talk about Tom Compton and, and and Billy Turner, if there's a new coaching staff, I think a large part of why they got 
to to Denver is their familiarity with Nathaniel Hackett and, and what he was trying to do offensively. So I, I would assume that those guys probably wouldn't be back next year. Also, they were it seemed like they were one-year rentals uh, at the position. So I do like Cam Fleming. I think he's actually had a decent year this year. I know a lot of people don't think he's been very good. I actually would argue of those four guys, he's probably been the best uh, of those four guys. And he's a guy, like you said, he's versatile. He can play both sides. He's been in the league a long time. He's played, I believe, in a Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, again, you may not think he's great, but he's been around a while and he knows what he's doing. Uh, and I do think he's he's a good locker room guy. So going to be interesting, Nick. They got a lot of decisions to make on that offensive line. We'll have to, uh, and, and just honestly across the board on this team, um, we mentioned the linebackers earlier, but uh, we, we will dive into some of that stuff towards the end of the season again uh, and see, you know, who, who, who will they, you know, keep and who won't they keep. Um, but uh, good episode, Nick. Uh, we, we will break down the Chiefs in the next one, which should be a fun one. There's a lot to look at with this Chiefs group. Obviously, the Broncos have their hands full uh, this week. So thanks again to everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the podcast. And we will be back later this week to break down the Broncos and the Chiefs. <laughs>